You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. It's October 6, 2015. I'm Nicole Bennett. Today's episode, Rio 2016, officially faces the home stretch to next year's Olympic Games. The third and final Rio 2016 press operations briefing is taking place in Rio de Janeiro this week. It's the final chance for domestic and international press to meet with Rio 2016 organizers for one-on-one meetings to prepare for games operations in less than a year's time. Some 365 media representatives are attending the briefing, including Around the Rings editor Ed Hula, ATR reporter Aaron Bauer, and ATR director of business development Ed Hula III. ATR's Ed Hula joins me now from Rio. Ed, you're in the middle of a venue tour right now. What have you seen today? Well, today we opened up with a visit to the Olympic Stadium, as it will be called. It's the stadium to be used for athletics, track, and field. It's been under a pretty substantial renovation over the past few years. It was used as a brand-new stadium during the Pan American Games in 2007. But there are some serious structural flaws to it, and it's been, uh, been, as I say, under reconstruction for several years. And it's an important venue for the Rio Olympics because it is the sole venue for athletics. Track and field events will take place there over nine days. It's the home to a famous football club in Rio de Janeiro, Botafogo, and uh, we got uh, our really first look inside that stadium without construction cranes. It's been under underway for a long time. And that was followed by a uh, drive-by to a couple of new venues uh, that will be used for race walking and uh, the t- cycling time trials right along the beach near Baja de Tejuca. We visited the golf course which is, of course, still under construction, but uh, looking even better than when we saw it back in August. Right now we're at a, a collection of venues called Rio Centro, which is uh, in the very western reaches of Rio de Janeiro and Baja de Tejuca. Uh, right across the road is the site for the Rock in Rio festival site that was very populated a couple of weeks ago, but they moved on. But this is going to be the venue for boxing, fencing, uh, weightlifting. Uh, five sports will be contested out here in Rio Central. We're not too far away from the main Olympic Park as well as the Rio Olympic Village. We are in the very western edge of Rio de Janeiro, as I mentioned. So you've touched on this a little, but how is work going on different venues for the 2016 Olympics? Well, there's everywhere you look, there's there's work being done. It doesn't seem like anything is at 100 uh, percent here at Rio Centro, which is an existing venue. Uh, the pavilions are all ready to go, more or less. But there's a sixth pavilion under construction. We drove by the Olympic Village uh, just a few minutes ago on our way here, and while these seven 17-story apartment blocks are look largely finished on the outside. There's just so much work going on around them to get the get the site ready for the athletes to come and stay there next uh, next next year. Uh, the golf course, as I say, is is pretty much done as far as the fairways go, but the clubhouse, the uh, back of house, the roadworks, uh, all that sort of stuff uh, still has to be completed in order to be ready for the Olympic Games. And now, after this, we're going to the Olympic Park, uh, which is the really the focus of most of the events for the, for the Games. And there, I think we're going to see some substantial progress. Still, venues not 100% uh, 
but uh, on their way to being completed. Well, venues aside, how was the traffic today in Rio? Pretty tolerable. We've been able to move about pretty freely without too much of a traffic jam. Here in Baja de Tijuca, there's always traffic, it seems, and I think it's going to be one of the challenges facing organizers uh, next summer to get rid of this background traffic, this normal traffic that you know people deal with day by day here uh, in this suburb so that there's enough, uh, enough capacity for all the Olympic buses and vehicles, other vehicles that will be on the streets next August. Well, like I said, 365 media representatives, or at least around that many, um, who is taking part in this press briefing? Well, there's uh, representatives from media from all the, all the continents, Africa, Australia, Asia. Europe has a large contingent. Uh, North America, United States, South Americans. This is their last look at what the preparations are for Rio de Janeiro before they arrive next next July or August for the games. So as a result, it's the biggest of the three briefings that's been held over the uh, over the past three years here in Rio de Janeiro. Had a couple of hundred people last year, but this year close to to four hundred people wanted to make sure they have all their all all they all all their knowledge, all their homework done before they come here next summer. So it's uh, uh, you know the major newspapers of the world uh, broadcasters have their own meeting. It's more or less press representatives from, uh, from different parts of the world. There's word that Olympic budgets are being cut. What impact will this have on the Games in 2016? Well, the, uh, the word is, and this has always been expected, that um, they're going to have to cut back. Uh, they don't have quite the income that they're expecting from sponsors and other sources of revenue at Rio 2016, so they're just making sure they don't overspend. They don't need to go to the government for a bailout. Uh, this morning, before we left on this on this venue tour, Sidney Levy, the COO of Rio 2016, uh, took pains to say that you know that they are a privately funded organizing committee that the money they use to stage the games is from private not public sources so they have to be very careful with their money but he promises fit games you know everybody's supposed to be fit and trim and agile and being able to uh uh have the the, the endurance to to win the race well, that's what he wants from a real Olympics, a fit Olympics, a fit and trim Olympics, no more than is needed. And then second of all, fun. He wants it to be a fun Olympics. Uh, he promises that no budget cuts that are made will impact the actual games themselves. There may be things like paper cups or for the press, uh, no biscuits uh, with the free coffee and water in the main press center. There are ways that they'll cut back without making things quite as nice, quite as elaborate. And as I say, the promise from Rio 2016 is that it won't affect the competition, the quality of competition, the quality of the field of play. That, I believe, is a sacrosanct expense that uh, must be covered. And is there any news about the ceremonies for the Olympics? Well, we heard yesterday from Leonardo Quitano, who is the director of ceremonies for Rio 2016. Uh, budget cuts certainly will affect them. 
it won't be maybe quite the splashy experience that we've seen in other opening ceremonies that may have been better funded. You know, the, the British government, for example, gave London organizers millions of dollars to help make their opening ceremony much more dramatic, much more of an impact. I'm not sure that the national government in Brazil has that kind of wherewithal to be able to do that. Um, but uh, he said the, the show will begin at, at sharp at 8 p.m. on August 5th in past Olympic Games. They've been starting it at uh, 8, 8.08 in the case of Beijing, 8.12 in the case of the 2012 Olympics. And he said they're going to break that pattern by starting at 8 o'clock because that works out a lot better for the broadcasters. And he did allow that the ceremony, opening ceremony, was going to last three hours and 23 minutes, I believe is what he said. So they've got it down to the minute here. And uh, probably every minute costs. So saving money to make it a shorter ceremony as well. Won't run. It will not run four hours. At least that's the plan. Okay, well that was ATR editor Ed Hula in Rio for the Rio 2016 press operations briefing which ends on October 8th. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. <laughs>